Good morning. Braden here. The English meeting that started it all. In this lesson, you'll learn about using eight words to determine stress, and we'll give you an introduction to meetings. This conversation takes place in the morning at a meeting. And both Sarah and the chairman are speaking to the group. This is a formal committee meeting, so the conversation will use formal language. Let's listen to the conversation. Good morning, everyone. I'd like to welcome you all, as committee members, for the 32nd Annual International Relations Seminar. Sarah, what's first on our agenda? We need to determine how frequently we will be holding these planning meetings, on what day they will occur, and at what time of the day. Traditionally, these meetings have been held Wednesday at noon every other week. Any objections? I see no objections, so the next meeting will be on Wednesday the 12th of September at noon. Down to business. As you all know, every year we coordinate the third largest international seminar in the United States. This year it's been scheduled for the first week of March. And our topic for this year is energy. Sarah built separate task lists for each of you to complete by the next meeting. If I may, Mr. Chairman, these task lists are not comprehensive. They are more like descriptions of checkpoints we need to reach in the immediate future. Please use your best judgment to gauge how, when, and where to execute your duties within your respective responsibilities. Thank you, Sarah. For all of you, Sarah will coordinate all the communication aspects of the seminar. If there's anything official you want communicated to the group or to the attendees, tell her. This is our first lesson in our advanced series. And in this series, we're going to talk a lot about business English. And specifically in this lesson, we're going to give you an introduction to meetings. One of the most common requirements of business English is holding meetings in English. So we're going to provide you with useful language and phrases for conducting meetings and making contributions to a meeting. First, meetings generally follow a more or less similar structure and can be divided into the following six parts. Introductions reviewing past business, beginning the meeting, discussing items, finishing the meeting, and closing the meeting. First, introductions. During the introduction, the group leader opens the meeting, welcomes and introduces participants, states the principal objectives of the meeting, and gives apologies for someone who is absent. Not necessarily in that order, but usually those steps take place. Second, the group reviews past business. This is usually done by reading the meeting minutes, which are a type of official version of notes of the last meeting. And then they deal with recent developments. Third, the group begins the meeting. In this phase, the agenda is introduced. If different roles need to be assigned, it also happens now. For example, allocating roles such as secretary, note taker, leader, etc. Fourth, the group continues by discussing items, introducing the first item on the agenda, closing the items, moving on to the next item, and giving control to other participants so that they may participate. Fifth, the group moves on to finish the meeting. Some of the key aspects are summarizing, finishing up, suggesting and agreeing on time, date, and place for the next meeting, and thanking participants for attending. And last of all, the meeting is closed. These are the basic phases of a meeting. Sometimes, depending on the organization, 
There may be more parts and steps, or less. However, in most companies, most meetings follow this general structure. Let's take a look at the vocabulary for this lesson. The first word we'll look at is committee, a formal group of elected people that focuses on investigating and taking action on a particular issue or range of issues. Committee. Committee. Our second word is seminar, a conference or other meeting. Seminar. Seminar. Our third word is occur, happen. Occur. Occur. Next we have objections, expressions or feelings of disapproval. Objections. Objections. Next is guideposts. Something that can act as guidance to a particular endpoint. Guideposts. Guideposts. Next is gauge. Estimate the amount of gauge. Gauge. Next we have judgment. An opinion or conclusion. Judgment. Judgment. Next is respective. Relate separately to each of two or more things. Respective. Respective. And our last word is execute. Put into effect. Execute. Execute. Let's have a closer look at the usage for some of the words and phrases from this lesson. In the dialogue, we heard a phrase that demonstrated specifying meeting times. One of the routine parts of having a meeting is setting dates and times. This can be for major events or just for the next meeting. In the dialogue, the example was for a meeting. Sarah said, I see no objections, so the next meeting will be on Wednesday the 12th of September at noon. The phrase structure is like this. First say, the next meeting will be on. Then you insert the day of the week, like Friday. If you were writing, you would insert a comma after the day of the week. Next is the date, as in the 21st. After that, insert the preposition of, followed by the month. Last is the preposition at, followed by the time the meeting is scheduled to start. Altogether, it becomes, the next meeting will be on, day, comma, the, date, of, month, at, time. Or, more naturally, the next meeting will be on Wednesday, the 7th of September at 12.30. If needed, you can add a location at the end using the preposition in followed by the location. So, in this room or in the conference room. For me, the key here to this entire phrase structure is to remember that you shouldn't use the same preposition twice. If you do, then you've probably put things out of order. Our next phrase is, if I may... This is a very polite phrase, usually used by a subordinate to their superior. If I may is used to ask permission because the verb may communicates the idea of permission. In this point, it is different from can, which expresses the idea of capability. That's right. So, could you break it down for us? 
If I may. And one time fast. If I may. Perfect. Let's take a look at the grammar point. So, Barbara, what's the focus of this lesson? The focus of this lesson is the eight syllable. In the dialogue, we heard the phrase As you all know, every year we coordinate the third largest international seminar in the United States. Many learners of American English stress the eight syllable. However, the second syllable before the suffix should be stressed. Correctly pronounced, it's estimate, not estimate or estimate. Even if an ed is added to get estimated, the stress is still in the same place. The same goes if you add an ing to get estimating. It's still the same stressed syllable. For example, it's exaggerate, not exaggerate, or motivate, not motivate, and last, congratulate, not congratulate. The stress shifts to another syllable only when ion is added. As in estimation. So let's look at some examples. First, we have indicate and coordinate. In the past tense, they become indicated and coordinated. Notice how the stress is on the same syllable. In the ing form, we have indicating and coordinating. The stress, again, is still on the same syllable. Next is the tor form. Here we have indicator and coordinator. Still, the stress is on the same syllable. Last, we have indication and coordination. Only in this state does the stress change. Now it's closer to the end indication and coordination. Now we have a quick tip about using parts of speech. Eight words can be adjectives, nouns, and adverbs, as well as verbs. As an adjective, an example sentence would be that's an accurate description. As a noun, an example sentence would be. He's a graduate of Harvard. And as an adverb, an example sentence would be send the package immediately. Now the tip is that in adjectives, nouns, and adverbs with the eight suffix, the stress pattern is the same. But the eight syllable is pronounced like the word it. Let's use the noun duplicate in an example sentence. Here is a duplicate of the letter. And as a verb, it would be I need to duplicate the letter. Another eight word would be estimate. He's going to give us an estimate. This is used as a noun. Used as a verb, it would be he's going to estimate the cost. Let's look at a word with many syllables. How about the word differentiate? Differentiate has five syllables. The stress is on the second syllable before the eight suffix. So it's differentiate and differentiated. With the ed and differentiating with an ing. You can't use differentiate as a noun, so no examples for that. Sorry about that. However, if you add on the ion suffix, you get differentiation. Here, the stress changes to the syllable directly before the ion, and it becomes differentiation. That just about does it for today. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Good morning, everyone. I'd like to welcome you all as committee members for the 32nd Annual International Relations Seminar. Sarah, what's first on our agenda? We need to determine how frequently we will be holding these planning meetings, on what day they will occur, and at what time of the day. Traditionally, 
These meetings have been held Wednesday at noon every other week. Any objections? I see no objections, so the next meeting will be on Wednesday, the 12th of September at noon. Down to business. As you all know, every year we coordinate the third largest international seminar in the United States. This year it's been scheduled for the first week of March. And our topic for this year is energy. Sarah built separate task lists for each of you to complete by the next meeting. If I may, Mr. Chairman, these task lists are not comprehensive. They are more like descriptions of checkpoints we need to reach in the immediate future. Please use your best judgment to gauge how, when, and where to execute your duties within your respective responsibilities. Thank you, Sarah. For all of you, Sarah will coordinate all the communication aspects of the seminar. If there's anything official you want communicated to the group or to the attendees, tell her.